Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. You used pepper spray and truncheons on American citizens. You did it here in Washington. You did it at Lafayette Square. You expanded to Portland. And now you are projecting fear and violence nationwide in pursuit of obvious political objectives. Shame on you, Mr. Barr. Can I just say, Mr. Shame on you. Can I just My say, time has expired. Uh... And that was the nicest thing that happened in the Judiciary Committee yesterday with William Barr, the Attorney General. The nicest thing that happened. It was out of control. And the purpose of it was not to hear anything about Russia, was not to hear anything about the origins, was not to be able to do some fact-finding. It was attack, 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 destroy, destroy, destroy. William Barr is nothing more than the factotum of President Trump sent out to do his bidding and send out the evil stormtroopers. That, of course, law enforcement continues to be called. But, oh, no, oh, no, no, no one actually ever said stormtroopers, did they, Nancy? I said they acted like stormtroopers, and they did, and my colleagues have said that as well. What is it? I'm an organizer. That's how I came into all of this, chair of the California Democratic Party. And peaceful protest is who we are and what we do. And do some other people come along and, and try to disrupt? Yes. But you don't send in people acting like stormtroopers into the scene and even See, they're not stormtroopers. They only acted like stormtroopers. There's a difference somehow. You watched the hearing, this House Judiciary hearing yesterday, and you learned that Democrats don't actually believe that any violence is being committed. They don't think anything is wrong. They will not admit Clearly and honestly and directly that it is violent in Portland or violent in Seattle. When asked about Antifa, this is Gerald Nadler. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? That's right. That's, that, that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Sir, like, there's, there's videos. It's a myth. Now, who are you going to believe? Gerald Nadler or your lying eyes? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. This was madness. This was absolute, positive madness. Oh, no, no, that's madness. Sorry, my mistake. It was unbelievable. And I need to share with you the key things you need to hear. Things that you will not believe that you heard. Like, for example, you have a representative, Representative Dean, telling William Barr how rude he is. Attorney General, the time is mine. We've waited a long time for you to come here. The time is mine. You've waited to talk to me like this? You didn't need to wait When so asked long. about the use of pepper bombs fired at Americans in Lafayette Square... I didn't say William Barr wasn't ready for it. The whole thing was a a, a clown show from beginning to end. Going back to this idea of violence, remember that it was Washington, D.C., the church that was firebombed right across the street from the White House. 
and everyone was only talking about President Trump clearing the way so he could go do his photo op. Whether I like the photo op or not is inconsequential. Not my, not, not for me, thank you very much. But these weren't just little protesters. There were a tremendous amount of violent people, and it had to be dealt with. Of course, it's a national security issue. Every rational person knows this. This is not me being opposed to protest. This is me being opposed to violent people who had already set a church on fire. Thus, the question from Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland. The effect of the St. John's Episcopal Church would have been over. No, that was on Sunday, on Sunday night, I believe. And I okay. hope I Are you aware run. that the rector of the church, that the Episcopal Archbishop of Washington and the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church nationally, along with the Catholic bishop of the Archdiocese of Washington, all denounced this police assault on the civil rights and civil liberties of the people? Did they do that before or after the fire was put out? Well, all that, all that I- Come on! That is stunning. Here is the, the archbishop opposed to this treatment of the people. Was that before or after the fire was put out? Is the only question. The progressive party living in a fantasy world where nothing bad is happening except everything that Trump does. And what it has shown to us and the, th- the key takeaway from this hearing is that they will not recognize what you notice. They will not recognize the problems. They will not recognize the violence. The only thing they will do is engage in what Trump has done wrong. It's irrational. It is irrational. Now, if you want more proof of it, allow me. Listen to all the people who want to be want to ask questions they claim they're asking questions but look what happens when Barr goes to answer isn't that correct no no what is correct is that well, er, 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 what is correct that on february 10th monday no, no, i gave instructions no, no. as to what the my time yeah reclaiming i'm answering your question well, you gotta let him answer reclaiming my time on february 10th well, sir on february I, 10th reclaim, i directed reclaiming my time sir Reclaiming my time, and I know you don't want to answer. You are wrong, Mr. Attorney no, General. That was he's found the investigation had been no initiated evi- properly. He said he found reclaiming no my time without political bias. He said he and found in no April, evidence. Reclaiming my time. That's reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time without without any remedy at all. I'm reclaiming my time. When, when- Reclaiming your time is the expression, right? When you want to be able to make sure you don't lose out on the five minutes that you you have, the clock stops, so you're able to then ask your next question. How obvious was it? Is it to anyone, to the most casual observer who just uh, tuned in, right? Uh, They're they're driving around Lincoln and they just tuned to KFOR. Hey, how are you? Tony Katz, great to be with you. And, And they're like, wait a second, that's crazy. Right? Of course it's crazy. It's clear and obvious that the purpose was not to get answers to questions, but there were some answers to questions given. Like, for example, Representative Jim Jordan making sure that we all understand that what we're seeing out there in terms of the protests, note the air quotes, are not peaceful. Are peaceful protests violent, Mr. Attorney General? No. Do peaceful protests destroy businesses? No. Do peaceful protest injure officers? 
No. Do peaceful protests attack civilians? No. Do peaceful protests burn down buildings? No. I was, you know, the, the video we played, it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch to see that happening in our great country. But there was one, the, the start of it was almost laughable where you have the reporter saying, as a building is burning behind him, it's not generally speaking an unruly protest. They played a video. And yes, that happened. We have CNN report CNN reporters talking about things being mostly peaceful while bottles are thrown at them. Also, mostly peaceful means that something happened that wasn't peaceful. Because otherwise, in, in any other world, you would just say peaceful. Why are they so desirous of this? And why did they make it so striking and so glaring when Attorney General William Barr was there? As a matter of politics. As a matter of optics, what was the point of this? Well, the point of this was the recognition that the only people who would be paying attention were us. They will then cut and dice this into some kind of nonsense about look at what the attorney general is doing and look at how we're fighting him. And they're the ones who utilize the hearing for political purposes. Utilizing a hearing for a re-election bid. But there were some things that came out of it that are worth knowing. And one of the big ones is that there is an investigation from a uh, U.S. attorney in Texas under the direction of uh, the Department of Justice. And that investigation goes into how many times... Michael Flynn was unmasked, and by whom? 45 times by 38 people, if I have the numbers correct. I'm close. So I did not know this. Jim Jordan asked this question, you know, or, or, you know, was asking about the investigation, and Barr kind of hints that there's another one. And Jim Jordan's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is there another investigation going on into the unmasking? Yes. Can you tell us who is performing this investigation? Uh, it is clear that Jim Jordan had no clue this was happening. It was clear that nobody in the room knew that it was happening. And Barr, uh, you could argue he had almost this the slightest bit of hesitation. Like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And then he named John, John Bash, I thought his, his name was, uh, out, out of uh, Texas. Is, is engaged in this investigation under the, the direction of, uh, of, the of, of the Department of Justice. Yes, it's, it's uh, U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Texas, John Bash. He's investigating the unmasking of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Now, the other part that we already know is the John Durham part. And the John Durham part, I'm sick and tired of hearing about. Just get me some... Get me some indictments already or stop talking. Durham is looking into the origin story. The origin story is not, okay, we have this Russian interference. Let's take a look at what the Trump administration did. It is, how did we get to the place of Russian interference? What are the origins of the story? That's really important stuff. The origin story is everything. And that's what Durham has been working on. What we know... What we see is that it is very clear 
that James Brennan, that James John Brennan, James Clapper, James Comey, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Bruce Orr, Nellie Orr, the list goes on and on and on. We're all working in concert or in tandem or in unified thought of one type or another to screw with the Trump administration, screw with the, screw with the Trump campaign, and hurt them. We're not debating these facts. This is what happened. This is what we know. So now we got to get into the nitty gritty. Were laws broken in doing this? I argue that it's already clear that laws are broken in doing this. It is clear that the lies to the FISA court that where we we just you know brush under the under the rug. I don't know why we do that. How how could it be good for Republicans or Democrats? To brush that under the rug. What's the value? What's the value of that? What's the value of having people in in the uh the the, the highest echelons not paying attention to the abuses of those echelons? There's no value in it whatsoever. And we need to ask ourselves, why would we allow these people to have power again? You ask me why I'm not a Democrat. That's why. You ask me why people are disgusted with politics. That's why. Because they'll say, and Republicans do it too. You can argue Republicans do a lot. I will tell you right now, here and now, quote me, the Republican Party is the party of stupid. Unable to fight. Unable to engage. Unable to articulate. It is embarrassing. It's embarrassing how little they are able to, uh, you know, uh, articulate their message. You told people Obamacare was bad for seven years. You finally are able to get some levels of repeal and you still don't have something that you can point to with a two word name that can get people to understand what it is your policy is all about. Oh, the Republicans have policies. Sure, they do. Of course they do. Can you tell me about it? No, no, no. Elevator pitch, please. We live in America. You need three hours? I only got 30 seconds till my floor arrives and I got to step off this elevator. That's why it's called an elevator pitch. Let's go. You got 30 seconds. Republicans can't do it. And not only can they not do it, they even have, they haven't even figured out that they should do it. These are the facts. They, they, they are unquestionable. But we've got people lying Lying to the FISA court? Lying to other FBI agents? Setting up generals? Setting them up? And we're going to act like it's normal? Like, or worse, we're going to actually pretend that it's not happening. If you want to know why I'm going to vote the way I'm going to vote, well, there you go. There you go. You have to stand up and say, you can stand up and say, and you have to stand up and say, if you're a Democrat, I may hate Trump, but this, this is obscene. This isn't who we are as Americans. If you can't do that, there's no place for you. There is no desire for you. And not only you, the elected official, but you, the person who would vote for that. Look, hate Trump all you will. I don't tell you not to. Knock yourself out if it makes you happy. 
But if you're okay with what the deep state did, which is not even so deep anymore, it's, it's look at it. If you're okay with that, there's something wholly wrong with you. You and I have a very large difference in what America is. And the difference is, is that I understand it and you don't. They don't understand it, guys. Or worse, they want to destroy it. Which brings us back to the beginning of this hearing when you have Democrat after Democrat refusing to accept the fact that it is riots, not peaceful, and it isn't the fault of William Barr, the Attorney General of the Department of Justice, for sending in law enforcement to help maintain the peace. It's not their fault. That is a gross lie. So if you're willing to say to yourself, oh, I'm okay if we listen in on people I don't like. I'm okay if we try and screw up people I I don't like. And at the same time, you're the same kind of person willing to say, "Eh, it's not violent. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that police precinct did get destroyed, but it's not violent. Oh, no, no, look, 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 look at the lovely little uh, uh, chalk drawings they did. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Pierre, put your cameras on that. Put your cameras right on that. You know, it, it's it's like uh, when getting uh, attacked uh, by, by by Hezbollah, right? The video cameras don't go on until the Israelis respond. But the rocks that come over and the bottles that come over and the bombs that come over and then this comes over and that comes over, Israelis don't respond, the cameras don't turn on. When the Israelis respond, on go the cameras and then the crying and the tears and the fake dead kids and all the jazz. Oh, And yes, all of that happens. You, me, we, America is being gaslit by a progressive party that just won't take a look at obvious things and say, yeah, that's wrong. Doesn't stop them from hating Trump. Doesn't stop them from disagreeing with Trump. It doesn't stop them from doing anything. But the deep state lying to FISA courts and you can't say that's wrong. People are burning down cities, destroying property, and you can't say that's wrong. And you want to win an election? You want to run things? What you want is a banana republic. And the answer is, oh, hell no. I'm Tony Katz.